Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olsen, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is Matthias Hansson, marketing and program director for the Swedish participation at the World Exhibition in Dubai, the Expo 2020. This is very exciting to me, not least because Scandinavian Mind has been chosen the official media partner to the exhibition and will be helping the Swedish pavilion with events, live talks, exhibitions and more. I wanted to bring Matthias on the show to discuss why we need big physical gatherings like this, especially in the wake of the environmental debate and post-Covid-19. Matthias surely had answers. In this conversation, we talk about why physical meetings will always beat the digital ones in order to solve great problems. Why the World Exhibition is the Olympics of knowledge. Why Sweden's all-wooden pavilion is called the forest. And how collaborations can make the world connect better. The Scandinavian Mind podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Wednesday we publish an in-depth interview with an innovator from the worlds of design, fashion, beauty, mobility or tech. And every Friday we publish a panel talk or other behind the scenes content from the world of Scandinavian Mind. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com slash newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Matthias Hansson. Enjoy. I am here with uh, Matthias Hansson, Program and Marketing Director for Expo 2020 Sweden in your offices here in Stockholm. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. So it's uh, silent times here at the office right now because of the pandemic, but uh, happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's get right into it. Matthias, you have uh, on several occasions with me uh, described the, the upcoming event, Expo 2020, as the Olympics uh, for knowledge. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, many people, especially younger people, ask me, what do you grown-ups still do those world exhibitions? Mm. The fact is, yes, we do. And it's more important than ever. Even though we have all those digital communication tools nowadays, so we can actually do anything uh, on Zoom or on Teams or on Skype or whatever prefer the best thing is still to meet up if you should uh, solve the great questions right and expo 2020 uh, will be the world exhibition that really take uh, sustainability and uh, our uh, uh, position uh, right now to take care of our earth and the world as we know it for future generations. So 190 countries plus uh, in Dubai from the 1st of October 2021 to the uh, 31st of March 2022 for six months, we will show each other and the world how we should push this beautiful planet in front of us for generations to come. 
Okay, beautiful stuff. That's a great intro, I think, to the, this event. And it should be said uh, right off the bat as well that Scandinavian Mind is a uh, partner and supplier to Expo. So we will be doing stuff together. So I thought um, this conversation with you would be a great way to introduce our audience to what's going to happen and, and uh, also give some of the sort of revelations to what this is to to our listeners and, and our uh, sort of readers because you know i think i've also been carrying around some uh, preconceived notions of what what this is you know is is, is this uh, this old event you you mentioned just before recording it's it's the 170th anniversary uh, this year that so, is correct i mean you know I, i've been an architecture journalist and when you travel around the world you always uh, encounter these buildings everywhere that's oh this is from the world exhibition then and then this is from the world exhibition then and then so this is really kind of the like global history to this uh this event and um so going back to to this idea of of you know olympics for knowledge you know please elaborate a little bit more why is this so important why this is so important for sweden well we are uh, millions of people around the world that know uh, solving big questions, complex questions, involving new innovation and uh, innovations and uh, disruptive uh, thinking, uh, you usually do that better if you're in the same room right. as the other people in the team, right? You don't have to be it all the time, but from time to time you need to meet up. Mm. And now is the time for great innovations and disruptive thinking to make sure that we have a planet also 170 years ahead, <laughs> right? So uh, from time to time, and the big exhibition, the big world exhibitions is um, every 10th year. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a pretty okay phase uh, to meet up in person and uh, exchange ideas meet uh, other people who is concerned uh, uh, about uh, new innovations and uh, sustainability and environment and uh, and um, you know public policy and uh, and health and education and all those big questions that is universal so yeah th so there's a lot of themes and we're going to get 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 into those themes over these you know six months event uh, it's, it's it's quite uh quite the scope of it uh but so just just define uh you know you represent sweden in this mm -hmm. so the you work for the for the secretariat uh of uh, expo 2020 sweden which is a sort of the swedish pavilion and its activations right in in dubai so um, uh, talk to me uh, about how, how is this sort of uh, set up from, from here? We, we're in Stockholm right now, but we're, you know, in a few months we'll be done. Yeah, so uh, we do it the Swedish way. Uh, this means that uh, the Swedish government took a decision way back to uh, get involved in the uh, uh, Expo 2020. Mm. We still, it's still named Expo 2020. Too many logos already produced. Yeah. So like the Olympics. Right? Like the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, so we do it the Swedish way. So when the Swedish government decided that uh, w uh, Sweden should be part of, uh, of this, there was uh, 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 only one thing left to consider. Only if the Swedish government say, we take 50% of the costs to mm -hmm. be involved in this because it's a great 
possibility to uh, work with Swedish exports. Swedish is an export-dependent country. Uh, you all know that. And uh, uh, we need to, you know, take all chances we get to make sure that we can continue to export. And uh, this is a great opportunity for that, but only if the other half is taken by private enterprises. Mm. So, and we usually do that in Sweden. We usually co-lab and co-operate and co-work uh, together with, uh, b- between government and, and, uh, and enterprises. So, and they said yes. The big Swedish enterprises said, yes, we'll put in the rest, half of it. And uh, then there was a decision taken to to push things forward. And now we're here. Uh, the Swedish government has uh, uh, put up the resources for half of it. And it's a beautiful pavilion in the midst of the Dubai desert. Uh, we'll talk uh, about that yeah, sure. more a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And the other half is paid for by the uh, S- Swedish enterprises. So we see. I mean, when you look at the, the partner list and sponsor list, and uh, maybe you don't want to name names, but just I can name a few like OBB, you know, SKF, AstraZeneca, you know, uh, Volvo, Polestar, uh, you know, pretty much any big Swedish industrial company, innovation company, is part of this. Um, can you give a sense of how important this is? For for these private enterprises? Is this only a marketing event? Is it an event where you do business? What what, can, what, what happens during Expo? Well, let's uh, divide it into the three most interesting uh, parts here when it comes to, to, uh, to how, um, how to get a return on investment on, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a thing like this. You should also remember that uh, Uh, the Expo headquarters call this the greatest show in the world. So uh, it's not only business, it's not a tra- trade show. Right. It's not a fair show. It's actually a show for everyone. And uh, you can bring your family, mm. but you can also go there for business. So it's, there will be stuff for both. Uh, but let's divide it into three when it comes to the business part. So uh, it's important to, to you know, meet up regularly with your, uh, with your clients We all know that, and uh, for each nine Zoom meetings, you probably should have one in person, right? More, <laughs> probably more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so that's one thing you, you need to meet up. Then also the exchange of ideas in a in a rapidly ongoing, changing environment that we all live in. Uh, the exchange of ideas and innovations, new products and services. Uh, is at the expo uh, squeezed in to one place, right? So if you spend a day or a few days or even many days there, you will get a lot of new uh, experience to bring home and that will help your country, your organization, your company, uh, and probably even yourself. Mm. So that, that, that's, the, that's the second part. And then, and, the, and then the third part is, it's also a big peace manifestations, actually, peace manifestation. So if, if you connect uh, and, uh, uh, these 190 plus countries uh, for these six months, only focusing on innovation and how to push this planet forward together, It's a pretty 
you know, it's a pretty great manifestation. Uh, it's a Greta-like manifestation uh, for the world, and I think that's pretty cool. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I like that. And and um, but going back to the the business part, I I think it's it's important to underscore. Uh, and you mentioned that we are ex- export dependent in in Sweden. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Why well, that? approximately uh, each tenth worker in Sweden go to work each day because of our exports, mm-hmm. right? At least. Uh, and that pretty much says it all. Because uh, we are a beautiful, though pretty far away country up in the cold, cold, cold and dark north. Right. So, uh, and we have a lot of natural resources. We have, uh, uh, you have seen that over the last years, we are great in exporting services. Mm. Not at least online services with all the unicorns coming from here. So being this country up in the far cold and dark north, we have over the decades become pretty good in selling our stuff all over the world to make sure that uh, we can grow this country up here also. And uh, uh, we want to continue that way uh, and meeting up with other countries, possible takers, clients, and um, and uh, collaborative innovators around the world is it's extremely important for us. So that's uh, why it's important for us to be a part of the expo. And I also have seen during my now two plus years, almost three years with the Swedish Expo Secretariat, that there's already business going on. You know, the uh, the conversations around Expo, uh, let, let's uh, create an arena for people to meet up and plan for the Expo. And already during the planning phase, people are doing business with each other. Unfortunately, my mouth is shut about those <laughs> businesses, but I have seen it firsthand and I know that um, uh, for Sweden to be involved in this, it's a really, really important export and and, and business tool, and uh, we'll see that when we when we close the expo in uh, March 2022. Right, right. So just coming together under the umbrella uh, is already huh. bearing fruit. Yeah. Um, so I think we let's let's zoom in on on what's going to happen down there. We have you know for those of you who see this uh, on the video, if, if you do, there's this photograph of, of or, or uh, I guess three D rendering of, of the the uh, quite large enormous space that's being built down there. Um, the Swedish pavilion is called the forest, mm-hmm. uh, so perhaps uh, unsurprisingly built by wood. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about the, the Swedish pavilion? The Swedish pavilion, the forest, is you know, it's a beautiful architectural achievement. Uh, I've been there a few times now when it's uh, already uh, built up, and uh, it's a beautiful site. Uh, it really gives you a sense of being in a Swedish forest, even though it's a very uh, graphical solution of it all. But it built, it, it's built out of wood from Sweden. Mm. And uh, you know that that's pretty environmental friendly because with weed, you don't use any concrete or uh, steel in the construction because it's easy to understand that the most sustainable way of building housing is uh, using wood because a tree 
will grow again. So for each tree we cut in Sweden, we plant at least two new ones. Uh, and that has been a very successful um, way of, uh, of uh, conducting our foresting. Uh, and we all know that steel, there will not grow any more steel and there will not grow, grow any more concrete. So let's stop using concrete and steel and start using tree again for building. So we use our pavilion at the expo as a showcase for uh, building uh, constructions in, in tree. It's, it's, it's a beautiful solution. It looks quite ambitious and, and you know, do you have a sense of, of you know, how ambitious this is compared to other countries down there? <laughs> Maybe you don't want to uh, say, but I'm, I'm curious about so, the scope mm-hmm. of the Swedish engagement here. Right, right. So uh, it is a huge engagement uh, and a huge effort that we have put into to building our own pavilion mm. uh, because you can also rent an, a, a ready-made pavilion at the sure. expo. But uh, quite a few of, uh, of, uh, of uh, the countries has built their own, mm. and Sweden is, wo- Sweden is one of them. And uh, it's very ambitious. However, a lot of the pavilions are really ambitious. So if you're interested in architecture, and it's, uh, uh, the Expos has a long history in showing off the most, uh, you know, the architecture in the forefront of, uh, of uh, uh, each historic event. Mm. So uh, please come down and, uh, and uh, stroll around for yourself and you see the beautiful pavilions of Thailand, of the UK, of New Zealand, of Brazil. You know, all, all, all countries has put a lot of effort into their uh, architectural offerings at the expo. You can be sure of that. Well, I certainly can't wait to, to both get to, to travel again and, <laughs> and to, to experience this. So we've talked about how it looks, what it's made of. What happens I- inside? How is it built? Is it just a bunch of conference rooms for meetings, or uh, <laughs> what's going to happen? Let's let's paint the picture. So, so there's actually three floors mm. in the Swedish pavilion. The first floor is open for everyone. It's the open. Uh, there is uh, a great set uh, exhibition showing off the uh, the best new Swedish innovations. There is also a stage, which we call the co-creation stage. Mm. It's a round stage in the center of a room where we will present a lot of co-creative events. Also artists, you know, uh, but also speakers and uh, seminars and stuff focused around the Swedish speciality of co-creation. So the credo for the Swedish um, uh, 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 expo offering is co-creation for innovation. So that's what we do. So that's another part of the, the bottom floor. And then on the outside, uh, of, uh, on the first floor, uh, just outside the pavilion, there will be uh, a playground. Uh, we call it a playground, but we know from earlier expos that things uh, uh, being done uh, aimed at kids is usually also the most popular for grown-ups. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'll see how we use it. And then the, uh, you go up to the second floor, and it's, it's by invitation only. Uh, it's a, we, I, w- I wouldn't call it a conference section because it's actually full of tree huts. It's actually like you know, uh, beautifully created uh, uh, huts hanging in the trees. Uh, big rooms, you know, mm. the biggest room can take on 200 people. 
and there's also small conference rooms and lobbies and lounges and there's a kitchen there uh, and the kitchen is headed by uh, Mess Restaurant of Stockholm which also is the people behind the Nobel dinner each year right, right. so we'll have great food great Swedish uh, and innovative food uh, uh, with a little blink to the forest mm. uh, to it. And then there is a third floor, and it's actually the rooftop lounge. So there is a rooftop lounge with the beautiful views over the uh, Emirati Desert and the Expo area. So uh, uh, it's good to point out that the Expo full Expo area called uh, District 2020, or Dubai South, will be... Uh, permanent after the exhibition right. so everything is done in a very very sustainable way uh, and sometimes i get the question how sustainable is it to fly in people to one place well okay we should not fly so much anymore but from time to time we need to fly to places to help each other out pushing this planet forward and this is one of those cases i think mm. so the the um the pavilion itself will remain after the expo is over. It's not something that's going to be dismantled, or, or the ho- at least that's a hope, I guess. So there is there is div- there are several ways of doing it. You can uh, uh, let the Swedish pavilion stay where it is. You mm. can dismantle it and move it to somewhere else, but it will be uh, in some or another way. Uh, uh, it will continue as a building somewhere. We don't know where and for what, but uh, for sure it will uh, uh, it will continue to live on after the expo. And you know, you are um, the program director. So you're responsible for what happens inside of, of the pavilion do, during these six months. Um, what can you say at this point of you know what are your visions? What are your dreams about what how this will be used by these uh, you know many many companies that are attached to it and, and the the uh, participating uh, you know visitors? Well, we, if you when you leave the Swedish Pavilion after your visit, I will stand outside from time to time and ask visitors if they got the opportunity to co-create in the Swedish Pavilion. Mm. And I want everyone I ask that question to, to answer yes. So uh, hopefully you'll take away some of the, uh, some inspiration from the Swedish uh, speciality of co-creation stuff. Uh, we're good in teamwork. We're good in working together with other countries, with other nations, with other, you know, cross-disciplinary, uh, cross-border. Um, and... I have, you know, personally, I really, really hope that we could uh, uh, spread that word around the world Mm. uh, because uh, uh, everybody is in need uh, of uh, co-creation these days. Mm. How come you defined it this way, co-creation for innovation? You you mentioned the sort of Swedish, you know, history of it because Mm -hmm. we're very sort of collaborative. Were there other aspects of it that you, that, that you felt was important to, to bring bring forward? Of course, when you set like those credos uh, uh, for your company, for your organization, or for your project, there's always a lot of different angles to it, yeah. right? We have all been in those meetings. And, so, and suddenly someone says something and you f- get the sense in the room that pretty much everybody else in the room uh, agrees. Yeah. 
And this was one of those. So co-creation is something that we're proud of, that we're, uh, we, we think we're especially good at that uh, in our country. We know, of course, that a lot of other people are good at this also, but uh, uh, and the more the merrier. Mm. And also innovation, obviously the buzzword of our time, right? Uh, who say no to innovation? Uh, everybody needs that knows that we need to, you know, push things forward. So the combination of the the wording co-creation for innovation it actually set the pace for 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 not only for Sweden but for the for the whole world community for many many years to come. Right, right, and uh, give an example of, of an activity inside the the pavilion. You know, we talked about these meetings. How do these brands co-create? Why, what, and how is there ways you facilitate this from from your end? Are there processes or are there you know, methods that you that you encourage them to use? Uh, how does it work? Actually, we have produced, together with uh, the Swedish agency Doberman, which is uh, especially good in co-creational processes, uh, we have created a, a handbook, uh, which is a giveaway to our partners and sponsors, which actually, you know, it's a, it's a little tips and tricks book about how you can use co-creation to really engage people. It's... Sometimes when you mention the co-creation processes and you know how to work with that in your in your workflow in your company organization, some people kind of hesitate and and, and uh, take a step back uh, because they think they should you know they have to sit in a ring and you know uh, <laughs> get everybody involved and it's kind of a hippieish uh, uh, installment. It uh, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, it actually. Uh, a way of letting, making sure that all the good ideas in the room get the opportunity to get evaluated. So if you have 10 persons in the room, you know that there are at least 10 ideas. Not all of them need to be good for uh, uh, for that case, but at least one is. So if you let all of those ideas on the table... Uh, and discuss them. You, you know, we have a kind of a natural selection uh, in uh, that kind of uh, arises in those groups, and suddenly you get that sense in the room. Yes, we all agree on this one. Obviously, from time to time you don't. And then in Sweden we have the beautiful world of democracy, <laughs> which means that most votes wins. So you mentioned before this, you know, you you, ease, you know you sometimes get questioned why travel, why go, why come together. And obviously, I think you know there are two parts of my mind on, on this issue. One is I think we are we really have reevaluated uh, the need for travel, the need for 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 being together this this past uh, year with the pandemic. On the other hand, I for one, I can't way to get out to meet people uh, i think there's so much uh that that's being missed you know without being able to to meet people or experience new things and how to develop your business so you know i i'm sure you you get this question a lot so, so why come together why is this important are, are there are there more uh, thoughts to to uh to uh, float around here well you know uh Things are happening pretty fast now, mm. uh, and we know that. Uh, 
down here on Earth, and we're also exploring space in a in a in a in a, in a rapid pace right now. And you know, we need to uh, make sure that things don't go too far before we can, you know, save it and uh, make sure that there's a, a second chance for this beautiful planet. Uh, and and. To keep the pace, I think it's important to meet up, actually. We all have experienced the fact that we can have free Zoom meetings and decide things. Uh, usually those free Zoom meetings uh, could be could have been exchanged for one personal meeting for five minutes and everything would be solved. <laughs> so now we can't do that. But uh, if we add that to the mix again, obviously, you know, stop with those crazy three-day return flights to New York for shopping and those kind of stupid stuff that we did before. Most of us would have stopped with that craziness. Uh, but from time to time, when it's important, uh, and each and everyone could evaluate that for themselves, you should really go, mm. you know. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned a space, and, and I just came to think of, you know, it's a six-month event, so mm -hmm. it's huge uh, in one way, but when you look at the, the programming and the overall themes that, mm -hmm. that ha has been set for, for, for the event, you realize there's quite a lot to be uh, <laughs> sort of dealt with during mm -hmm. these, these six months. So I think there are it's 11 or 12 themes. Right. Maybe we can just mention a few of them to get a sense of how this is uh, set. Right, right, right. So obviously, you know, we have the global goals uh, and the sustainable development goals mm -hmm. set by the UN. Obviously, there would be much, much talk and... Uh, 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 quite a few solutions presented how to solve those goals. Uh, that's a big thing for this expo. Uh, life science, uh, you know, everything regarding life science, uh, healthcare, how we take care of the population of Earth. Uh, that's a big, big thing uh, in an expo like this. Tech, tech innovation. Uh, Everything electric, of course, you know, uh, but tech and uh, all tech can do to to uh, to uh, help us thrive as human beings will be a huge issue. Uh, Co-creation collaboration will be a huge issue because we all know that uh, uh, we're all ants in this big world stack and we need to do it together. Mm -hmm. So different ways of uh, collaborative thinking will be uh, evaluated uh, during the expo period. And uh, uh, space, as mentioned, you know, uh, we're looking into other planet planetary systems uh, in a rapid pace right now. Uh, Sweden is there. Uh, through uh, its collaboration with the European Space Agency, ESI, and um, uh, in many other ways. And we'll, we'll have a week on that in the Swedish pavilion. We'll have a week on the global goals. We have a, a, a week on agriculture and livelihoods. We'll have a week on uh, uh, tree building and uh, the future of building and tree with, with uh, wood. Uh, and we'll have a knowledge week, which is focusing on, on the knowledge and learning, uh, and so forth. And together with you guys at Scandinavian Mind, we will be, you know, covering uh, a few of those uh, themes. And uh, you'll do your editorial job on it, and uh, we'll just make sure to provide you with some content there. Mm. 
No, I think and I think uh, just to reflect on that for a moment, that's that's really why we, you know, w- was drawn to this uh, event because you know, sort of the, you know, I, f- I think the values of, of collaboration is, is something that's true to our, our hearts, but but also that these themes that we kind of cover in the magazine and uh, in our work, uh, it's <laughs> it, it's it's uh, too tempting not to be a part of this world stage uh, uh, event where these things are are discussed on an international level. So I'm. Certainly looking forward to that, uh, Matthias. I think just you know pointing the 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 uh, spotlight to you for a moment. I think it's interesting to see um, just looking back at your background a little bit before before starting at Expo. You worked with both sort of you know uh, in- innovation processes. Uh, you know you've, you've led companies and, and organizations that work with innovation. You've also worked a lot with exhibitions in, in different different forms, museums and the likes. Is this kind of the perfect storm for you to <laughs> where, where, where these two sort of lines are, are mm-hmm. crossed in the in the expo uh, project? That's correct, you know. And I've also been in media for many, many, many years, and uh, and uh, uh, taking away one of the learnings from Hyper Island, the Swedish education revolution uh, offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I headed uh, Hyper Island for a few years and uh, learned a lot about uh, co-creational processes because people might think that Hyper Island is a digital school or a school for for, for digital learning. Uh, it's partly true, but uh, uh, what's mainly the fact is that Hyper Island is a school for focusing on group dynamics and co-creation. So uh, the pedagogical... Uh, takeaways from Hyper yeah. Island regarding uh, group dynamics and uh, uh, really, you know, deep learning on uh, on uh, co-working uh, has helped me uh, look into the credo of the Swedish Expo offering yeah. co-creation for innovation. And uh, on the other part of my brain, my work with the ABBA Museum here in Stockholm, which I set up a few years ago, also helped me with you know what's needed to take tech innovations into a uh, exhibition environment mm. uh, and the, not only the need for it but but mainly the the uh, exceptional tools that new tech can bring to to exhibition environments and we will show a few of them off in the Swedish pavilion so However, the important thing when it comes to exhibitions and tech is that it is easy to be carried away by the tech possibilities, you know, VR, AR, uh, robotization, you know, you can, you can do it all actually. However, it's still a fact in the exhibition business all over the world that really tactile and, you know, physical stuff still works best. So... Uh, the combination of tech and uh, and uh, and uh, and the old stuff of you know being able to to feel stuff in your hands it's usually the best uh, uh, best takeaway to to bring into an exhibition like 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 the experiment and we'll do that and I do that with my experience and all other experience that is gathered together in this team of approximately 10 to 15 people that we're right now split in Dubai and Stockholm. Mm. And more and more of us are now moving over to work more and more from Dubai. And then it's a magnificent project which uh, 
drawn my attention to it is that it is actually a project. It's a project project, you know. It is uh, for six months, and when it's over, it's over. Right. So uh, I think that's r- rather fa- fascinating. So we'll put in all our efforts to make a great, uh, to show off Sweden from the best possible ways during those six months. And uh, hopefully we'll give visitors to the Swedish pavilion and to the Swedish offering, but because it will also be online, of course, mm-hmm. uh, experiences that they can bring with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, it's all about storytelling, isn't it? You know, when it comes to, to uh, creating these experiences, you want people to, to, to know the story afterwards and have experienced something emotionally. Um, I always also find it interesting, but when you talk about your career and, and how you have sort of built it, it, it uh, it's, it's fascinating to me how in many different directions it has moved, you know, and you've, you've talked a lot about sort of how curiosity has been Mm-hmm. leading you uh, in these different directions mm-hmm. and, you know being able to learn new things uh, is that why what brought, drew you to it as well or? exactly you know being able to be in midst of the uh, experience that is called uh, the olympics of knowledge obviously you know <laughs> people like me get drawn to that and uh I know for sure it's a luxury to 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 you know live in a uh, in a country like Sweden where you can say that you let curiosity be your guide. Mm. Uh, that's not a luxury that uh, all people on the planet can afford. But uh, I've had the opportunity to to uh, uh, got drawn to and drawn into projects that's actually also became my university so it's it's a lifelong university so that's also why hr people look into my cv they can't get me a job because they can't see a red thread there (laughs) and 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 that you know and 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 the red thread is there Mm. because the red thread is that for me i've chosen those jobs out of curiosity Mm. however it's not a linear cv because each and every assignment is extremely different when it comes to what kind of uh, industry it's in but uh, uh, the expo kind of combine it all because the expo is actually like a uh, like a meltdown of everything uh, uh, for everything that i'm really really interesting like innovations like how to push the planet forward like uh, you know tech space environment you know all those uh, questions that uh, you want to learn more about the effect is however i'm not extremely good at anything but i'm pretty good at a lot of things so general generalist in in a way but i would imagine that you know your the your your background is is perfectly fit in that and and this is um, perhaps a little bit my my preconceived notions of mm-hmm. these type of affairs that it, obviously the government is you know behind this thing there's a certain amount of uh, um, administration that goes into it it becomes sort of official there are rules of engagement and so forth I, I would imagine you can correct me if I'm wrong but it's sort of easy to be formulaic in a way mm-hmm. to you it's it's like a commission you sit in meetings you decide mm-hmm. what's what's sort of uh, the best for Sweden and and perhaps can kind of draws the excitement out of a project like this. Right. And you seem to me like a guy who wants to push excitement into it. So mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, you know what, what? what you can bring to the table there? I have to. I have to thank you for notion that, but I, because because I think that I have to you know celebrate the bravery that the uh, employer had here. <laughs> I could point out. I can give. I could have given them a list of a hundred names that would be safer than mine. <laughs> uh, However, I've shown I've worked with this for a couple of years uh, uh, because we have done all the planning and uh, then come the pandemic. So uh, uh, that I, I'm a chance taker, you know. Mm. I'm also, uh, I'm also an... Uh, uh, consultant by nature so I'm also uh, uh, a gun for hire and uh, I want to continue being that and then you also have to deliver on your you know on your on your employers uh, um, uh, assignment rules and I do that also so uh, the bravery here is not mine it's actually that they uh, took me on for this wonderful wonderful job and people around me keep on asking me how did you get the job at the ABBA museum working together with the ABBA setting that museum up there's so many people out there who have done museum before mm. museums before and how did you get this job at the expo it's you know well, what a great opportunity so many people should. the fact is I don't know but I'm drawn to it and uh, what looks like a job that just jumped into my knee is actually always jobs that I really worked hard for to get so when I first heard about the expo, I I really you know contacted uh, the people behind the Swedish offering, and uh, we talked a lot about it, and we exchanged ideas, and uh, then one thing thing led to another. But it's always hard work to get job, and uh, each and every worker out there know that. Well, well, don't don't I know it? Well, Matthias, <laughs> it's, it's certainly a, a, a joy to have you as a partner. I'm so looking forward to the things we're going to do uh, together. Um, we're coming up on 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 the end of our our, our conversation here. But is there anything else you want to leave the audience with uh, when it comes to this event? Uh, actually, actually, there are because uh, you know we just talked about bravery, mm. and uh, I think you are too, and and that's important. So. Uh, Scandinavian mind, which is you know your brainchild, you decided to to jump on this uh, expo train. It's a kind of bravery. I know that you have a lot of different uh, uh, directions on your path that is possible for you to take, and you decided to jump on this one. And now Scandinavian mind and yourself is a partner of this uh, great achievement that we should do together. And I think that's you know kind of says it all because we have these huge uh, Swedish and Scandinavian companies uh, in our uh, partner and sponsor list uh, and then we have uh, uh, like you guys and uh, I think it's you know it's also a stamp of approval from our side that you want to be involved in this because I think that the, uh, the smartness and the uh, and the stylishness the, uh, that you can bring into an offering like this is also important for creating the full circle of the Swedish Expo offering. So really looking forward to you know create uh, amazing stuff together with you guys working in the intersection of fashion, tech, business, 
and uh, uh, where you are at the moment. I think that's fascinating, and uh, uh, and uh, I don't think that you should jump on the train if, if if this should be a traditional, you know, job fair or or or, uh, or um, uh, you know tech fair or so forth. But uh, you jumped on this bandwagon because it's uh, a three hundred and sixty degree possibility to you know push things forward so thank you for that and looking forward well th- thank you matthias and no and i think uh this uh is a great start and a great introduction to to what's going to happen it's a little bit of a teaser because we have many things in store um but uh, we are writing may of 2021 uh you know as we all know the world spins in a rapid pace and and perhaps next time we talk we will be in dubai or or uh, at least closing in on the event. There, there are many things that's going to happen uh, between Scandinavian Mind and the uh, Swedish uh, uh, participation in, in the Expo 2020. And need, needed to say, both printed, yes, digital, yes, and live. Yes, it's, it's what we do. So, uh, you know, and to your point, for us, it's, it's a way to, for our brand to come alive in all these uh, different variations. And that's also what drew me to it. So... Um, Looking forward to, to announcing our, our projects and exhibitions, talks, uh, content and, and magazine launches that we are about to do. Uh, Matthias Hansson, uh, Program and Marketing Director for Expos 2020 Sweden. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you. Looking forward. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olsen. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.